Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joseph, did you uh, see the, the viewership numbers for this week? I mean, you know I mean? I focus on the demo, but yeah, they, Neva was particularly encouraging. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess Sean killed the territory there with that yeah. intro. That's my theory. I mean, I think, you know, we're pretty humble guys. We should probably look inward and try and – and there's some things we could change, right? There's some, some different approaches we could take. Yeah, how do you think we, we get back on track here? Do we do we hot shot uh, a Luther return? Like, what do we do here? Luther's pretty expensive. <clears throat> he nearly ended the promotion last time. So I think – and this may surprise you, but I think the actual sell is we do more Robert O'Neill. More Robert O'Neill? Yeah. He's I a have... little – Yeah, I think what we do is like the Robert O'Neill corner 30 and he just has the first half an hour of the show on his own. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, his demo numbers are strong, so I'm not like totally against that. But it feels like we need to appeal to. Mm. I feel like we've got the the white male demographic. I I don't know about that. Like, I think Confirm Shoot can really offer a different different perspective because he's like, he may be a white guy, but he's like ten years older than us. So that's a different ball game, right? That's that's what we're looking for here, right? But Maybe. what about if you... Um, I mean, like just like, some range amongst our male voices would really be appreciated, you know? That's what I yeah. think they'll want. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I think we go Jack Crosby, Robert O'Neill, or or Confirm Shoe. I think in either of those directions, and we added a lot of different dimensions to this show. Do we need to push more, like, merch? Or... That would help, yeah. But, but you know, that's that's a bonus thing, I think. More male voices is, is this where we start, and then we can make T-shirts. But what about if... I mean, you know- I, I don't know. Like, this is... I, I just think we the Robert O'Neill thing needs to be kicked around. That's what I'm saying. All right. I, we, can, we can do more Robert O'Neill. Uh, I'm for yeah. that. I feel like we, we need, like, one more big thing, though. At least one more, one more big thing. A woman. I think a rainbow logo would probably work. That's good. I like yeah. that. I there we go. Right. Boom. Yeah. There we go. Right. Come on. Here we go. We got, we got good stuff on the table, Joseph. Good yep. good talk. Good job. I feel like we're on the right track here. Good good meeting, yep. Joseph. I'll see you in a few minutes for the show. Fuck, man. And I said, psychosis. This one's for all pals. I know Neil. Starts a feed from the jaws of victory with the pop gun and the chubby cheese. Distraction. Hey, podcast. Hey, roll up. 
Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always, the big chief, Joseph Holbert. Joseph, how are you, buddy? Well, I want to credit you. That was very good stuff. I, it was a good idea. I thought we did a good job with that. Um, more to come, folks. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> hey, hey, if ever there was a week to say this, let it play out, folks. Yes. Let it play out. Let it play out. Uh, JJ starts us off with the usual super chat. One of my favorite big stars. Hope you are doing good. AEW has signed a lot of talent, but it's more important to remember your roots. Punk giving his shoes away look great. Would you like shoes? Much love. I mean, I have shoes. Do you have shoes? Just any old shoes. Yeah. I'm sure. Shoes, right? <laughs> we, got, we got shoes. Um, thank you to, uh, to to Hannah, who's in the chat, Share Delaware. Tremendous, as always. Um, what do we got to talk about? Anything? Oh, man, he's popping it open. You know what? We are going to hot shot an angle right here because we do got to get these ratings up. Jack Crosby is here. Jack, how you doing, buddy? I had to, I was out of the house ten minutes ago. I was driving. I could have got ten speeding tickets to get back here because when I saw Sean post those radio, I said I, I ain't missing this week. No, 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 we can't. We can't have that shit. You're not gonna. You're not gonna gloat about winning the ratings war. No, 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 no. Jack is. He's. I explained to Jack that he's our Undertaker. And I said, my exact words were, you know, before the before the um, the baby, like he came on often to try and get his appearances in. That was like Taker working a Saudi build, you know. Like he's got his way. <laughs> that was my explanation. <laughs> uh, Van Twin Blade says, "Jake, something ripped my sign up this uh, this month's Glory Pro. I have my revenge. Good luck. Just punch him in the face. Kick him in the dick. Don't do that. No, he's a nah. very big man. Nah. Yeah. I have faith in you. I have faith in you." I mean, I do too, but just don't punch Jake something in the face. That feels like bad, you know. Seems bad. We got your back. We got your back, Van. Jack. Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, get your super chats in. Get your question, comment, statement read on the air. Uh, What are you talking? We're here to talk about cowboy shit, right? That's what we're doing. Joseph, I know you're fired up about uh, old Hangman coming back here you you had faith all along you never wavered i give you credit for that i let it play out jeremy i always let it play out i'm famous for letting it play out jack crosby's in a famous group chat with me that you're not in jeremy and he can tell you i let it play out right jack i always let it play out you let everything play out and i never thought it would be that absolute fraud bud matt as the joker wouldn't was never never a going for that the switchblade knife pervert man no wasn't him hangman adam page baby all how I I figured it would be Hangman. You know, there was there was certainly there was some stuff thrown around of who it could be, but Hangman made the most sense. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, people who watch the show know I was a little bit concerned, and not that they would lose track of this story, just mm-hmm. that like, dude, they're bringing in Danielson, Punk, and Cole. That's that's three top stars right there. You know, how would Hangman like be received with all of this stuff? The AEW fans didn't didn't budge at all they're like oh our guy's back let's go let's fucking go and they were they were all in all back in on hangman page you know joseph we we talked about potentially he gets a shot through the tournament and they they delay it a little bit they delay nothing full gear that belt's coming to hangman and then a couple days later it's going to miro 
We're not doing that. Jack Crosby, <laughs> you just fired up as me about the Cowboy being back, brother. Oh, how? Of course, it was great. And I, like I tweeted last night, last, what happened on Dynamite last night was the absolute worst case scenario for all the people that said, oh, Punk, Danielson, oh, that's it. Hangman's done. And I said at the time, I think it was on the show. I said, yeah. no, that's not how this works in this company. Hangman is the guy. It doesn't matter who they bring in. Hangman is the guy. But that, again, speaks to the connection of the of AEW to the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, I mean, look at, guy. look at last week. We closed last week with Sammy Guevara. You know, all of the guys yeah. that you want featured are still featured. They're just being brought up by this increased star. I do want to quickly say there's an allegation in the chat that I'm drinking Coke Zero, which is filth. Is Pepsi Max. Please know that and sponsor me soon. Um, but I just want to get that. No, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, I look, I'll be honest with you. I think, and I said this on the show, there was place to be open-minded when you get guys like Brian and Punk. Like, if Full Gear was Brian and Kenny too, I wasn't going to, like, go crazy. Like, I get it, right? But I think we always believed, listen, Hangman's the guy that's got to beat Kenny. It's a matter of, of when, not if. And, I, I mean, look, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we're all pretty cocksure that that's exactly where we're headed now, right? Hangman, I didn't actually see the promo because here we do not get um, – Rogue to the top, and I did not seek it out. But, you know, I, I from what I gather, his point was basically, I'll, I'll use it in the, at the perfect time. Yeah. Full gear, bro. I mean, that's the time. One year ago, the tournament final, Kenny beat him in the middle. It's it's going to be – when they conclude this arc, it will be one of the great arcs in wrestling history. And I don't say that lightly. I think it, it's really a story. Because what people miss about it is Hangman was over, but you can't overstate how much he's climbed in terms of audience respect and appeal over the last two years, right? Like this arc hasn't just worked as a story. It's actually got Hangman over to a different degree. When he was first the top guy working Jericho, people no didn't did. fully, yeah, people didn't fully buy or connect with it. So it's an absolute home run, slam dunk, all of the above, and that ain't just complete it with the finishing touches. And I cannot wait to see Hangman with that belt around his waist. It's going to be incredible. It'd be cool if it was still in St. Louis and, you know, Tony Khan yeah. wasn't a coward. Yeah. But, that that does bum me out every time they advertise that show. I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, um, like it, it was great. They've they've done they've done great with this story. I like. I thought he was going to come back last week in Rochester to to reunite Dark Order. I like the way they did that last week with it being negative one and Amanda kind of getting them back together. And then Hangman said, "I know because you don't get roads to the top." Uh, you missed it, Joseph, but he said, like, I got to go talk to some friends. I got to see some mm-hmm. some old pals and everything. So I'm assuming we'll get that segment this week on Dynamite. I don't think they're they're going to do anything mm-hmm. on, on Rampage with that. Um, I'm assuming we'll get that segment this week. I think we'll probably get, like, a Dark Order elite kind of matchup before Full Gear. The weird thing is Tony Schiavone said in the, the backstage segment, he's like, hey, when are you going to cash that in? It, it gave me big money in the bank vibes, and I'm pretty yeah. sure – I don't know if it quite works like that. I I hope that it's not a, a gimmick like that. And if no, it is, I, then Hangman takes the, the face I, approach and is like full gear. Like no none of this bullshit of let me cash in after a long yeah. match. No, I think Tony just misspoke. I think that like not saying like Hangman could come out on a random dynamite and say he's right, cashing right. the chip. Like he could go to Tony Khan and say at full gear. I that, and like that's Kenny. that's what I figured it was. Again, you, you hear cash in and it's the casino I, thing, is what I think. Their right, terminology is because it was the yeah. big Plus, poker chip. It, yeah. it also doesn't help. Like if you think about it, the the verb cash in applies more to the poker chip than yes, it does exactly WWE's right. briefcase. And, 
I don't know <laughs> if Shivani actually. I'll be honest. I don't know if Shivani's watched enough WWE TV no, over the last fifteen probably, years to know. <laughs> no. It probably is. It, it's definitely just like he saw the poker chip. He's like, "When are you going to cash in your chips?" Like, I yeah. totally, I totally get that. Again, when I hear cash in, my mind goes to to WWE. Yeah. Of, right, we're not, I'm we're still... not doing that. And I know I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure AEW is into doing anything like that. And we're going to get one on one full gear. It's going to be announced and it'll be advertised plenty beforehand. I do have to say on the Shivani, on the Shivani, on the Shivani thing, I, and going back to BTE from a few weeks ago, I love the bit of number of first Adam Cole not realizing that Hangman Page was on the outs with the with the elite and saying he was going to go hang and have some beers mm-hmm. with him. And the, the, they were like, this is awkward. And then last night, Hangman acting like he didn't know Adam Cole worked there now. That's the first feud. Adam Cole taking that <laughs> title, the most over man in the company. He said, boom, Joseph. Did you hear that? He's been just fabulous, hasn't he? Yep. How good has he been Fucking in AW? Rules. You want to admit you're wrong about Adam Cole? I do, I do it every week, but I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I said, how many times did I have to sit here? The, the guy is a superstar. Yeah. Like, he is the definition of a superstar. WWE should be, they really should. Like, letting him get away was a crime. Yeah. And we see it week in and week out so, as, as time goes on in AEW. They, they fucked up. <laughs> it's not even just like letting him get away, like wanting to change his name, shave his head, potentially be a manager. Which all I over, mean, all but over, that, like, all those... and, and because he couldn't use Twitch, like they, they weren't, they weren't going to allow him to use Twitch either. Just the dumbest reasons to, to let this man, they pushed him out the door. They didn't let him get away. They were like, get out of here, man. You can't do any of the this, fun shit. Let's be real, though. This is where he belongs, man. Like, this is oh, his highest yes. ceiling. Yeah, he, this is the promotion. He, no one has come from WWE and felt more at home immediately than Adam Cole, which isn't a surprise because the elite connection. But, like, he's just, this is where he belongs, you know? And if, if the timeline was different, I'm sure he would have been here all along. So, like, yeah. But I, yes, you're correct. I mean, it is an absolute all-timer that the one guy everyone circled and said he's going to go to AEW. They managed to let that contract just like, well, when is it up? <laughs> you know, WCW, everybody, right? That's what that's the deal. But and then Adam Cole is a nice enough man to give them a negotiating window where yeah. he says, "Okay, I am willing to talk to you." Which Adam, when you hear the stories about him, the person, like nicest person in the world, he was willing to stay in WWE if the negotiations went right. So all you have to do is tell the guy, all right, Adam, here's what we're going to do. You go to Raw SmackDown, and then, boom, just to me, go out there. Do your Adam Cole, baby. Do the the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't – and this is is not even a conversation worth having because everyone knows this, but they just don't operate like wrestling. So, like, there's no way anyone was going to sit him down and be like, you're going to work this guy, and then we're going to get you ready for a title program. Like, they don't know any of that shit. They're just no. doing stuff. And that's fine. But he's he's absolutely at home in AEW. And I'll be honest with you, and, and this is not a prediction because I think the multi-man's more likely. I would not be surprised if you get a big hangman Adam Cole singles this month. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm not saying it will happen, but it wouldn't shock me as, like, a kind of first point in, the, in a feud that I think is going to kind of define the promotion for the next three years. It wouldn't shock me at all. I'm for it. I, I can see them Jack doing something. Where if you if yeah. you do it if you do it before Hangman beats Kenny, yeah, you could do you could have Hangman beat Cole, but then right. Cole yeah. eventually Cole. But then Cole is the man to take the title. You from circle back Hangman. to it. Yes. exactly. You circle back I to think, it, but then Cole takes the title from Hangman. And I think last night's match set the table for this. 
I think Hangman's first pay-per-view title defense will be Moxley. I think Moxley is more and more not being a heel, but he's leaning yeah. into this direction of like just angry dude, right? And he took some he shots at right. Hangman. Yeah, and they took they had that big brawl um, when he came in, and then obviously the finish was those two. They don't do stuff like that on it by accident, or you know, by you know, it's it's not coincidence. Those two guys were locked together. I think you're going to see a kind of shades of grey John Moxley chasing after um, after Hangman. I think for the belt before long. So, I mean, I thought that match, you know, we're talking about Hangman here and rightly so, but I don't like the Casino Battle Royales match. I don't like the five guys coming at once or four guys coming at once, sorry, whatever it is. I think that Casino Ladder match deal is like really smart, you know, because like, you, like you, you have the in-ring excitement of a ladder match, a Money in the Bank match with the spectacle of a rumble. And it's kind of, it was good TV, I thought. I thought it worked a lot better as a TV main event than a match in the middle of a four-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> it worked great as TV. I think Moxley makes sense as, as the first opponent. I think you're getting a pack television match because they did the, the dead eye through the, through the table with Good that. Point. And that was, that was first Dynamite, right? Hangman yep. and Pac, that was like the first yep. feud for them. I, I think you're going to get that as a title defense as well, probably mm-hmm. on TV. Uh, but Moxley makes a lot of sense as the, the first yeah. pay-per-view match. I mean, they did a lot. That match was a remarkable mix of established and ongoing feuds as well as people we've never seen match up, which is what Andrade brought to the match. Now, I, I need to say this because I'm one of his biggest fans. They've got to get the ball rolling with him. I thought he looked incredible last night, man. Did you see the bumping Andrade was doing last night? It was almost like he made a point of like, I'm going to make everyone look incredible here. He needs to be get put in the ball game because he yeah. is, when he gets rolling, Andrade is in that top tier in terms of in-ring guys in that promotion, and that's saying something considering who they got. So he's looking at – I just thought the match was a smash. I mean, look, Matt Hardy is obviously – you know, he is what he is now, but bless Matt. I mean, that probably killed him doing that leg drop. I mean, yeah. you know, that must have – he looked like he was in agony. I thought everyone nailed it. I just thought – and it's, it's hard because it's like you don't want to be hyperbolic or go in circles. But like, I just thought last night's TV was just excellent, man. Like, yeah. I, it it flowed. Finish. The in-ring was great. Opening open strong, close strong. I thought Bobby Fish looked like he'd found the fountain of youth. He looked. I told you that was going to yep. happen. He I did. told you that. Mm-hmm. Where'd you Where'd you say this at, Jack? In the it, 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 no, actually, it might have been a personal. Thing. I don't know if there's a chat or <laughs> in the group chat that I'm not part of. <laughs> it may have been. I look. I I didn't know what to expect from Bobby Fish because when he returned to NXT. Wasn't looking good. Was not looking good at all. Um, I don't know if he just didn't have the motivation uh, or or what it was. Maybe, maybe the injury he came back to soon. Whatever it was, did not look great. Um, I don't know how he looked at M- MLW this past weekend, obviously, since that, yeah. that isn't aired or anything. But, yeah, he certainly looked like a guy of like, oh, this guy's still very good in the ring and, like, certainly a guy who can keep up uh, in-ring with AEW and a solid, just solid veteran presence who you can go out there, have good television matches and you don't mind him losing and stuff. Do we think this was a, another deal of, cause we've seen this a million times uh, where they didn't know he wasn't signed beforehand. He had such a good showing. They were like, yeah, let's, let's just give Bobby Fish a contract. I think it was signed beforehand. I personally do. And I'm, this is not reporting. Please do not report this. But I think it's—I think you can kind of sound the alarm bells in terms of his Canadian friend Kyle O'Reilly. 
I would I would guess. I don't know the situation with Kyle. I, as an outsider, as a fan, I don't see where Kyle currently fits in WWE because Fool, as a singles, that, he that was struggling. On Tuesday? Right. Yeah. So as no, a singles, I thought he was struggling to find his place in the old NXT. The new NXT isn't about guys like him, and that's fine. That's their choice, whatever. I haven't got a problem with it. But unless you're going to put him in a team and put him on the main roster in, like, you know, those terrible tag divisions, I just think, again, I don't know the situation, but it wouldn't surprise me if heading into next year you have Bobby and Kyle was Red Dragon again. And listen, man, I mean, Red Dragon versus Santana and Ortiz, Red Dragon versus the Lucha Bros. <laughs> you can do that stuff. Like, and I think I spoke about this on Patreon last night, uh, latenightgreen.com. Um, you know, you can... I think they need some top teams that are brand new just for fresh matchups. They don't need them so much, but it'd be nice to have Red Dragon. <laughs> it'd yeah. be pretty cool, right, to sprinkle yeah. that over the top. So that's just a guess. I think Bobby was signed, frankly. They moved pretty quick on that, right, Jack? Am I being – I don't know. Am I misreading this one? No, I think I think Bobby was signed, yeah. like, going into last night. I don't think, th- I don't think that was uh, come back and Cody Rhodes gives you a hug and says, all right, kid, good yeah. job. Guess what? Got a contract <laughs> for you. No, I, I think that was signed when he did the Twitter thing. I think Bobby was locked in from there, mm-hmm. which good good for that. Look, I think yeah. he's I think he's a great get for that company. I, the, someone like Bobby Fish, you, if you can get him, take him. Yeah. The, the phrase that Jeremy used was perfect, where he said, "A guy that you can beat on TV," and that's something that people lose sight of. When you have great yeah. talent like you know Daniel Garcia or now Lee Moriarty's coming in. Daniel Garcia, you're happy to have him lose to Punk, Moxley, but you're not going to have him lose to guys in the middle because you want to treat him as a future, you know, star prodigy. Lee Moriarty will be the same. Dante Martin is the same, frankly. You need you can only have him beat by top guys. Bobby Fish can reasonably beat or lose to the whole middle pack. Yep. And on TV, he won't beat them much, you know. But that's not the point, and that's what Sidow has been so perfect. Yes. At, is and it, that's a good example. Yeah. They yeah. will use him. They will use him on dark, dark elevation, and like had that win-loss record and he'll come out yep. there and be like 18 and three and lose to yeah. Moriarty and be like yeah. man this is a big win he beat Bobby Fish on television who always loses on dynamite but it's somehow yeah. 18 and three Kazarian's yeah. another example of it in the chat it's a yeah. good one too yeah uh real quickly I'm gonna catch up on some super chats uh Chase Bowder says Jax Knowles hat is an auto win in the ratings now are they good this year Crosby no okay uh, <laughs> Josh Baker says Paige is so over he got denim uh denim dad max mox booed Yes. Yes. Uh, Kevin Seats uh, says he got worried with the Jay White rumor yesterday. Even though I love Jay White, I needed to be Hangman last night. Jay White will come in because he's going to be AEW champion on day one. He's going to be like AJ Styles in New Japan. Day one, Jay White's going to be AEW champion. Don't worry. That's interesting. Um, He's got a long contract with New Japan. Long. By all accounts, I don't know. Uh, Bud Murph versus Malachi Black in Philly, December 18th. Yep. From we're going to review that on the uh, the Patreon. when it ha- If we can watch it live or if we have to wait, we're going to do something about it. That match should be awesome, right? I mean, those guys had great matches on WWE TV, so without any constraints in Philly, I'm sure they're going to rock it. So I think it'll be on like the high spots like the day or so after. This Good. Is- I mean, I'm, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm in. Ryan Sullivan says, everyone needs to respect Joe. Let it play out, Holbert, and his patience. Victory. <laughs> famed, famed oh, patient yes. wrestling viewer. <laughs> uh, Frank says, I read the Hangman backstory thread on Twitter. It's my fiance, so she would know why I, I pissed myself when he came out. <laughs> what a moment. You won, pals. Well, I mean, I don't know if you won if you pissed yourself, Frank. Seems bad. That rules. Just pissing your pants at professional wrestling <laughs> is awesome. I'm all for that. <laughs> True Nicholas says the loss of Cole uh, plus WWE's inability to cave just slightly to keep him over as a 
keep him is seriously a stain on their business practices aside from the the billion other stains yeah they got they got plenty of those they don't care man it's not worth worrying about they're all cogs they're all cogs man uh hannah says matt hardy is held together by bubblegum paper clothes and old rubber rubber bands at this point he's a great example of I think I believe the great tape machines has used this phrase where he's like wrestling is done in the in the brain, not the knees, you know. <laughs> and like Matt, I'm not saying he has classics, but he is surprisingly competent because if you see Matt just move around, like he's struggling out there, right? Like his knees yeah. are shot, but he understands what his role is. I mean, last night he knew he had that one spot to hit. Yeah. And God bless him, he hit it, didn't he? I mean, the place popped, yeah. people were happy to see him, like I don't know. I, I honestly think Matt is a great example of where the AEW is so strong. He's like, I don't like the broken Matt stuff at all. We were doing the distraction, and people know that. And like, they've pivoted to this, um, you know, big money Matt doing. It's like, I just think it's a good use of a guy that people recognize and is familiar. He doesn't wrestle much, right? And look, Tony Khan was nice enough when Matt came in to say, all right, let's see if this broken Matt stuff still carries some weight. And it, was, yeah. it wasn't long before it's like, okay, Matt, it doesn't. So figure something else out. <laughs> Well, that's because the crowds weren't there, Jack. If the crowds had been there. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. (laughs) Listen, it would have been better, but that weren't the – it just didn't fit. That happens sometimes. It did. The beauty of Matt is, like, he's – this always sounds like a diss when I'm saying it, but I don't mean it that way. He's he's like – he has that element of Jericho on a lower level where he's very good at, like, different – like, portraying different versions of himself. There's a lot of different faces of Matt Hardy through the years, you know? He isn't generally a top guy as it is with Jericho. That's just how his career panned out. Like Matt's got a lot of different incarnations and versions of his films. And this is you no know, big money Matt saying he did in TNA five years ago. And it works. It fits better in AEW. So I think it's been a hit, you know, relative. So it certainly works because you just pair him up with especially guys like Private Party yeah. and stuff. I heard there's some discourse right. about Private Party. Joseph, you want to talk about I'm, this? I'm told that people think they're bad. I mean that's the discourse. I don't know if it's any more than that. Um Jack, I think they're I think they're very party. good. I like Private Party. I wish they'd. I wish they'd start getting featured a little bit more. I did like uh, along the lines of when AEW first went on TV. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to start pushing them back to the forefront a little bit more instead of just being the lackeys. Because they're they're actually more prepared for that role now than they was then. Right, Right. they're a lot more polished now. I'd like. what What I'm saying is, I'd like to see more of the heel version. Yes. They've been great. I know you don't watch a lot of it, Jack, because you're actually busy, but they've been really good on the YouTube shows as here. Like, they, they've really... Them. Matt's improved. I, I don't know if it is, Matt. I shouldn't credit him. I don't know. But, like, they, they're a much more... Fundamentally, they're a much more traditional Hill team, but they still have the awesome tag moves that they became famous for. They're, they're a really good team. This is where I want to see, like, kind of more out of the Hardy family offices instead of just being 20 guys and Matt doesn't have... He's just kind of leader of them all. I want him to take more of a liking... A private party yeah. and look, yeah. bless the butcher and the blade they can go wherever and, and helico and, and jack evans but that i mean they you know they're hired mercenaries as i'm saying they yeah. can they can drift in and out uh and helico and jack evans they they certainly have a role i would like to see matt hardy take more of a liking to private party and, and coach them up with that tag team stuff and i want that more on television I get that completely. I think, you know, I'd love to see them guys work the Lucha Bros for the belts because they're doing a lot of Lucha Bros TV ma- title matches right now. So Yeah, where they Speak. just put somebody in number one in the ranking. Well, so I mean, it's, you know, this match. we're seeing them adjust to how you book the Lucha Bros as champs compared to how you'd book the Bucks, right? The Bucks were always visible. They were next to Kenny. They were these over-the-top characters you had in ring promos. The Lucha Bros aren't going to do that. I, 
I, I mean, I know it's kind of silly because the way they operate the ratings, but like, I'm kind of all for every week a heel team just being like, we'll fight you. <laughs> and they just kick the shit out of them. Like, you know, the Lucha Bros are an in-ring team. They're, yeah. they're electric in-ring. And see, so you, you just you play to their strengths, which is saying the promotion does well. I mean, speaking of titles, it's worth talking about the, the TBS title, right, being introduced last night. That, that was a big thing. I don't know if you've got some Super Chats first, Jeremy, but that was a big – I mean, that's a conversation worth having in terms of where you go with that belt, but – I don't we will. Uh, the only super chat that we've gotten that's new is uh, LBO Leo, Private Party, and Top Flight. Please. It certainly looks like they're going to uh, Leo and, and Dante. I assume Darius. Uh, Leo did a podcast with uh, Vicky Guerrero today right. that I listened to. He was very complimentary uh, of, of Dante Martin. And this was recorded before last night's Dynamite. So it seems like they they had that direction. And Leo kind of knew he wanted to, to work with him in some capacity beforehand. Then once Darius comes back, That'd be a thing. I don't know if you want to add private party to that though. Cause then. So someone in our patron chat, and if they're here today, I hope they claim this because this was their idea. Someone said the play is Leo with Jade. And I think that is the most money shit I've ever, like yeah. the dynamic of those two standing next to each other. They both got this presence in their own right. You know, but I don't, I don't know. I've not seen them. I'd assume Jade is quite a bit taller than Leo, I would guess. Yes. But they both, but Leo's such confidence. Like when he was with Lashley, yeah. his personality was so big, he never looked, yeah. you know? I, was, I, I love that idea. I was just going to say credit to WWE words do. They let yes. us all know that Leo as a mouthpiece is amazing. That was a great yeah. play. Like yeah. they let us know that Leo should have let him wrestle a little bit more. But AEW, they'll do that. So get it right this time. Let him be a mouthpiece for someone and let him wrestle all the time. Yeah. Let him do both. Just, I love that dynamic of those two. You know, you can, when Leo wrestles, Jade can be a heater. And when, when Jade wrestles, Leo's the complete cowardly mouthpiece. You know, I just think that would be, would be great. But, but yeah, the um, TBS, we can get in more depth. I think we did this a couple of weeks, but it's worth doing. So last night's match, I think, was relevant in that whole thing. I think Hill Sheeter is going to be the first TBS champion. However, last night's match didn't lean too much in that direction. It was more about Serena turning heel, which popped me because I thought she was a heel. Um, uh, they were very confused at her cheating, and I didn't, I didn't fully get that. But that's maybe on me. Um, Jack Instincts, first TBS champ. Who are you thinking? Uh, Serena, and then you let Ruby chase. Oh hell yeah, that's good stuff, Jeremy. I think I said last week. I said Anna J. Uh, we got to remember about this. This title doesn't seem like it's coming up until January. Of course, right. But yeah. the tournament, I think, will start relatively soon. I think they're going to do a pretty it long was, tournament. I don't know because the way, like the way their social media phrase it is, like the title will be introduced in January. Does that mean oh, that they're going to crown the first right, champion yeah. then, or is that when the tournament starts? It was very unclear. Well, the it, February it, paper February pay per view is Revolution, right? Yeah, you can start the tournament in January and conclude it at the pay per view, like. I, it was okay. unclear to me. If anybody in the, the chat has thoughts on kind of what their read on it, to me, it was it was pretty unclear of when this but, title is actually going to be introduced. Just conceptually, like, you know, looking ahead, who do you think is the best fit for that role, I guess, is the question then. See, I like Serena as that because especially if you're going to treat it like the TNT title, you need somebody who's going to go out there and have good, strong matches that can kind of take on anybody. And Serena's kind of – you know, you, you talked about it, Joseph, is this is kind of now their NWA women's title when they had yes. that on TV. Um, and Serena filled that role. I like Serena there. I, I think Sheeta is a good call as well. Um, I I would 
Ruby's good. So they got options, right? They they certainly I got, got options. But yeah. I think a heel. I think you come out with a with a heel champion to kick it off. One thing. One thing I will say is I think that Britt Baker has a legitimate gripe. Where when they showed her that design of the title, she should have said, "Wait a minute, hold on. How about you take this?" <laughs> And then you redo my <laughs> stuff on is, that. Is, yeah. Why is, is that there, belt so much better? Yeah, it is. It is a lot better looking. Is there any chance that Britt drops the women's title and becomes the first TBS champion? I don't think so. I think I think Britt's. I don't know when it will be, but I think we all kind of agree Britt's dropping it to Thunder Rosa, right? Yeah. So then you have to. My guess would be. Brit drops it to Thunder Rosa. I'm gonna assume they then turn Brit babyface via Jamie Hayter. This is my. This is all way ahead. Of, I'm just projecting stuff here, okay? Because hmm. I think when she drops the belt, like there's no. To me, it's then you do a new thing with Brit and you actually embrace the fact that people love her. Um, that's the route. I would, and then you need to figure out which heels are going to work Thunder Rosa for the belt. So to me, this is why Ruby. Is, and that's why I like Jake's answer of Serena and then Ruby chases. To me, the TBS title works very much as a Ruby vehicle for the next, you know, six months or whatever. Because Thunder Rose is a babyface champ. So I don't know when Ruby's going to get her hands on the big AEW woman's title. Yeah. Her as TBS, especially if she gets, like, comfortable. Because she's only wrestled a few matches in the last, like... I mean, let's be honest. In the last two years, she's wrestled, like, a handful of matches over four minutes long. And that's not her fault. That's just the way it was where she was. I know that she worked for the YouTube shows this week, so that would be fun. Get her in rhythm. I think she could be an excellent workhorse champ. So, like, I think she's the end game, no matter who you put on first. That's why I think Jack's call of her, her chasing Serena makes a lot of sense, honestly. Who does Britt face at the pay per view? Like, I, I mean, Jade's ranked number one in the the rankings. I don't think they're going there that early. But I don't know how you knock Jade out of number one unless you do you do a you know a battle royal type gimmick and and she loses and that's how they crown their number one contender. It doesn't feel like there's because Thunder Thunder Rosa took the pin on Friday, so well they yeah. can heat her up very easily. But Thunder Rosa taking that pin makes it seem like oh, she ain't challenging for the title. Now. I I don't think you're wrong to say that, but I think their play is actually in their mind. It's like that's going to be the feud. Is we're going to do Rosa and Jade a little bit more? That's what I think. I don't know. Okay. And I think the payoff to that will be Thunder Rosa eventually being the first person to pin Jade. Because okay. there has to be an end. Let's be honest, guys. Yeah. Undefeated streaks, firstly, have a, you have to be very careful with them anyway. And I don't think Brit should be the person that beats Jade first. That seems puzzling to me. So I think Bill Murphy mentioned it. I think Ty Conti is an outside choice. Um, I don't, I'm not confident about that. Can Reho. You imagine the moves Ty Conti's going to hit, hit on Britt Baker. What does that mean? That sounded she like she just hits a between. bunch of moves. I love Take Auntie. She just hits you with all the moves in the book, Joseph. Oh, right. You meant it like in a wholesome way. I thought you were being yeah. sort of, you know, Bob O'Neill Twitter esque. Um, no, I, I, I think Ty Conti's great. I, I, I'd be honest with you though, I don't have an answer. I don't know if you do, Jack. Like it seems like a really difficult. I don't. <laughs> no. As I'm sitting, as, as I'm sitting here thinking, and as we're talking through it, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. I think Thunder Rosa being the first person to beat Jade and because like you said, Joseph, win streaks can't last forever. 
Uh, it's just it's not feasible. You use Rosa as like oh the in a singles match she beat her in, in a in a triple threat match right she used the chair that's how she beat right. her. You do a singles match and it's like oh well then Thunder Rosa's experience just got the better of her. Jade rebuilds. This is maybe where Leo comes in. Like you know what there you go. Mark yep. ain't working for you anymore. You know let me let me do the buyout thing and come over here and then you can go with Jade and you don't have to worry so much about protecting that undefeated streak and you can rebuild her and, and give her more time and seasoning and everything. And then Rosa can move on to the Brit match. I, look, I, the Jade stuff's really difficult because I do think as, as much as the raw ingredients there to be excited about, they need to present her as a star because she, she has star potential. They do have to be careful because sometimes you can do a disservice to young talent by like putting them in positions to fail. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with it, and this is not an insult. She's brand new, so I say it with love. I don't think a Jade Cargill Brit Baker match would go particularly well. To be quite I frank, with you. There. I don't. I don't mean this as an insult. I, I I like the presentation of Jade right now. Yeah. I don't. She's not ready for that top tier yet. I don't think so. She's That's why I was. Yet. I'll be honest. I was alarmed that she won that triple threat. I, and I'm well, not like yeah. I, I'm on the I'm on the the bus with everybody else yes. that she's going to be a massive star for that company yes. someday. But that someday does not have to be right now. Yep. And if you go too quick, you're going to hurt the someday <laughs> because people yeah. are going to make their mind up. And that's what worries me about it. But I get it. Like, she's so unique and she jumps off the pace that you get, you know, they're going in that direction. I just don't think it's, I don't know. I mean, there's options here. Like, Big Swole came up and Swole and Brit has the, um, has the history, which is like something. I don't think Big Swole has been nearly visible enough to really make that oh. sound that hits. You could you could do it. It wouldn't be a big deal though. Statlander, you just did at the pay per view. I don't know, man. Ruby, like it, it seems like if you go on anywhere, it's it's Tay or or Anna J. Well, this at be least fair. They've been on television. What did what did they do when John Moxley didn't have a natural opponent at all out the Forbidden Door? Right. Just do some Forbidden Door shit. I don't know. This pull this this do this go to Impact Wrestling. This do something. Like, I was gonna women say, have never the- got that card. They've never got that right. So yeah. pull the Diana card. Yeah, you're right. Pull the uh, Deanna card from the deck. The Deanna thing and, and, or Mickey Bray, James. and what's that? Or, or Mickey, Mickey yeah. Mickey, Why make, Mickey, Mickey makes Why sense. Why pull the Mickey card? Mickey makes yeah. sense because you can beat Mickey. Uh, the Deanna thing and Brit and Deanna have both kind of backed off of facing each other because they realize one of them has to lose and they're both champions and neither of them wants, you know, their promotion, their title to look weak in that aspect. Right. So they, they've talked more about like teaming and stuff in some of their more recent interviews. Mickey makes sense because yeah, it, it, assuming she's not the champion, she doesn't win it at bound for glory. Then you, you can yeah. beat Mickey. And it's the fun. chat, the chat has gone in the Jordan Grace direction, which I'm actually also for, cause that's a that's lot more good. feasible. Yeah, cause Jordan, you're, yeah. you're not going to beat the honor. And like Jordan's a top uh, female star in impact, but she's not like someone that you couldn't beat on pay-per-view, you know, like, no, I, I think there's options. And here's the thing guys, I'm not saying that's good. Your total program should have more to it than just like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've brought someone from another promotion. However, they did it, to be fair, they did it with Thunder Rosa and um, Sheed, I guess. But, like, 
I do get when when fans of women's wrestling say it to me like it's really fun the Forbidden Door stuff, but it wouldn't be nice if it was on the other side too. I get that also. So like if you did something exciting, it could be fun. In an ideal world, though, they you know have a more obvious solution to be the well. I've said, title it challenge. I've, I've said it before though the Forbidden Door stuff in in a non-COVID world. I think you'd see a lot of AEW guys on New Japan. Oh yeah, it's limited. You'd yeah, see sure. a yeah. ton of AEW guys traveling yeah. over there if it was normal. Right. It's just, it's like, I get it. Like, you know, we had, we've had so many cool surprises from, you know, over the last, what, year. And I do get that Impact Women's Division is rightly kind of critically revered and we haven't had that door opened. I understand that completely as a kind of a, a, you know, a complaint of sorts. So I would like to see them do that at some point, whether it's full gear or not. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think this conversation we're having could be viewed as a complete, indictment of making a new belt because like why do a new belt if you haven't figured out the woman's title scene but i don't think it's actually that i think they more than have the depth like i think the women's division is like actually pretty strong on pay like especially compared to it was two years ago oh yeah they just need to figure out how they're going to portray and present the top women on tv so like when they did the tag feud with bunny and penelope and um ty J. Like, that was a good step because they were on TV every week doing stuff with each other, which is like, I know that sounds terrible, but let's be honest, guys, that's progress. A lot of it's start-stop in the women's division. The issue with that stuff was I don't think the in-ring hit to the degree that I wanted it to just because, like, Anna Jay's so new. Like, she's, you know, and it isn't, I don't think in-ring it was ever going to be, like, a, a big smash hit, but that was progress and that's kind of why the more I talk about, like, Ty Conti kind of feels like the play here because at least she's been on TV regularly. And she's been beating people pretty regularly, hasn't she? I, I mean, she lost to the Bunny, but then she beat Penelope, I'm pretty sure. So, I don't know. You need to – my point being, you need to have the women visible. Like, I'm glad that Ruby's been on TV every week since she lost the title match, even in pre-tapes. That's fine. Just don't let people vanish like Sheeta just did. I'm sorry. I, I just find that – I find that to be – that doesn't help anyone, I don't think. That And that's why I think it might be uh, Conti or Anna at, at the pay-per-view yeah. because – they have been on television. Um, I think Thunder Rosa, if you can heat her back up, that's the person to take the title from Britt. Do they do they want to take the title off of Britt this soon, though? I wouldn't. Because, I mean, she's look, she's had a very strong run, and she's by far their their top uh, their top uh, women women's uh, the face of the division, I should say. Uh, and like, do they want to take that title off of her so soon? Like, if Thunder Rosa is going to beat her then do you want to do it now? Or do you want to stretch it out until you can build up the division below Brit longer with more television time? The advantage in Brit right now that they have that they should thank their lucky stars for is that they have longevity with Brit Baker because she's having this amazing run as champion. And even though the crowds are cheering for her and they like her, they like everything she does, the DMD and whatnot, she's still a heel. You can keep that title on her, keep that title on her, but you know that eventually the script is going to flip and then Brit's going to be the baby face chasing the heel. So you get more Brit on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where so much of Brit Baker that's valuable. Mm -hmm. So let this run right now, let it drag out a little bit because you have something good on the other side. I completely, and I think that is, I know that I could probably go ahead of myself. I don't think it's happening anytime soon, but that does feel like the play with Jamie Hayter eventually, right? Like she's going to, you know, she'll, she'll be the heel and Britt will have to kind of fight up here and do that whole program. I'll be honest. I'm not against Britt losing the belt anytime soon because I just, 
I like long title reigns, but like I don't think you have to do them just because. And to to Jack's point about longevity, I think it works the same way in that like she's going to win this belt a whole bunch. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's the centerpiece. Yeah, I don't I don't need the first run to. I mean, this would if she lost it full gear, the reign would be like just shy of six months. I mean, it's not you know it's it's a good reign. I I, I mean I'm easy. I just the real key is, and I, I think this is the important conclusion of this conversation. Is like let's be honest. The key is that they know where Brit's going at full gear. As long as they know, and it and it makes some sense when it happens on TV, I think we're all willing to say it's been a positive few months for the women. If they do not know, however, <laughs> and they're going to have to have the conversation we're having now, which would be, I frankly would be quite un AEW of them. That's what concerns me. I still think since they've been back on the, the I'd say it's probably, I'm trying to think here of a good timeline. The last five weeks, maybe, I'll throw out there. I think the women's division with Rampage has been helped by that show because there's been a, more visibility, right? Like, I don't think – look, it would be nice if they did two women's matches on a Dynamite rather than making this weird – like, it, only one, regulated. Nice. But having the Rampage has meant they have two TV matches and they've been able to connect some of those with the tag view dimension. So I think it's been a good step. There's been some nice pre-tech promos. I like that last night they did those that little, you know, three, four promo clip they did with Ruby – Jade, Sky Blue, and, and I think that was it, right? Like, it's it's nowhere near where it should be, and they need more meat on the bone story-wise because the audiences are always quieter for those matches, which really is a bummer. It, and it's I'm not blaming the crowd. Like, the promotion needs to give those matches more meat. They just do. Right. However, I think it's in a better place than it was when they first hit the road again, which is like, is that does that deserve compliment? Not necessarily, but it is my opinion right now, you know? I mean, one of their first segments on the road was the uh, Brit and Nyla segment. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I think the honest truth of it is I don't think it's as bad as some people portray it to be. And it's definitely not as good as some people want it to be, <laughs> including myself. It isn't nearly as good as I'd like it to be. Like when Sheeta and Serena go out to their terrestrial when you can tell the audience kind of treats it as like, all right, we're going to chill during this one, that's a bummer. And that is not on the crowd. That's on, you know, AEW can't have Sheeta off TV for four months and expect people to still yeah. be super interested. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, you have to, you know, it's, it's a balance thing. I don't know. It's difficult. Like, on one hand, I'm glad she didn't get the 50th win because okay. it was, she she needs to just be back on television, be reestablished in that role. But at the same time now, it's like, okay, you delay it. She's just going to get this win on Dark. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about now is, is yeah. that she just pick up this win on dark because when's she going to be on television again? Yeah, I'm, she, I'm hoping it's the story. That's my hope. And if it isn't, we have to, we have to, yeah. I mean, if she just wins it, right. But it feels like there's going to be something to it. Right. Maybe think, that's optimism. I don't know. You would think. You would think. And like uh, to Drew's point about one match a week, like I complete what, I guess what I was getting at is it should be way more fluid and like they should have enough women's feud role in the one week. They'd be like, man, it makes sense to have two women's matches this week. You know, <laughs> like that feels like something they could do. Like pretty easily, but I uh, I think the roster and the way they rotate it, I still I and this is probably I mean this is not a good look, but it's the truth. I still think they haven't fully figured out how they should rotate the women like they do the men without making it way less like important. You know, yeah. the guys is constantly the guys have like a hot streak where they're on TV a couple of weeks and they go off. There's less women you can't book them that way, you know, because the the reality is there's no there's no hierarchy. There's just like Brit. And then everyone else. Yeah. You got to focus in a little bit more, I think, on your core group, which I think they're trying to do, but it needs work for sure. 
I don't think they, they certainly don't have anyone as over. I mean, Brit Brit's the most over person in the division, still one of the most over people on the roster. Yeah. But past her, like there's no one. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa got yeah, huge. And what's the what's the story there? She worked Brit. Yeah. And they had the big feud, you know? Yeah, Other than that, I don't know, Jack. Who's the next most over woman after Brit and Rosa? After it's a big Britain drop off, right? Yeah. It's gotta be TJ, right? I was just gonna say I was gonna say yeah. maybe Anna. I mean, I don't want to single either one out, maybe Anna. I think Toy Toy is one that we, we can all objectively agree that while that tag feud was fun, Statland is good. Oh, Ruby, of course. My bad. Ruby, yeah. She's brand new, so I forgot. That's, that's on me. Yeah, um, me too. Well, Ruby's a debut, and you know, like they can just keep they can always bring in the debuts and get those pops and, and get everybody. Indeed, over. Yeah. But what happens? Clear. What happens, guys, when you run out of pops? Yeah, run what out. happens when the the debuts run out and you just don't what have those pops? What happens when anymore? you run out of pops? That's I, when you I take them on television th- for three can't, months. I can't believe 30, 30, 34 years of watching wrestling or something, and all this. I can't believe I never thought of that. What happens when you run out of pops? <laughs> they should do some bad shows, in my opinion, to balance it out. You know, yeah, like so, just just bad. Some dude, just throw some absolute shit out there on TMT. See, what see this is what's amazing. I'm looking at the chat and the names are coming up, and it's like. So you have those two who we all agree you can build a division around Britt and Thunder Rosa. Chris Statland is great. Ruby's great. And it's like, that's four right there. You add Ty J, you add Penelope. You're like, the, the division is really, like it's, it's a lot stronger than you probably would think watching their TV, I guess is what I'm trying to get across. You know, it's, it's kind of really low. You even have, like, you have Sheeta, you have Riho. Riho's the first champion. Like, you can yeah. do something with And everybody that. loves Riho. How can you not love Riho? Yeah, Riho was everybody like loves over Riho. during that first run. She was over. Yeah. Um, but like they, they haven't done anything with that. So the talent is there. It's just Layla Hirsch. Yeah, I love Layla Hirsh. She's she's, she's great. Yeah. She's legit. Good stuff. Jamie Hayer. There's a lot look, I guess the conclusion here was do more. Sorry, I'm sorry that's all we considered after 20 minutes. Sorry, guys. That was <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth, right? You really, really sit down and look at it. It's like, man, they got the pieces there. Like you gotta lock in and, and do the work at that point. To me anyway. But but uh, I like the match last night with Sheeda and Serena. I'm sorry if we kind of we stumbled all over that. That was a good match. Max says I'm starting late. Uh the beginning had me dying, giving Bob a corner 30 minutes. Let it just be 28 minutes and breathing and coughing. <laughs> Bless Bob. He'll be here in just 10 minutes. We should probably talk about our other subject, right? It will. Yes. Did you watch the, the I did. countdown, Joseph? Jack, have you seen this? The countdown to Gage versus Moxley? No. They did, like a, they did like a... They did like a... I have a one-month-old. <laughs> it's Gage and Moxley. You can't have Nick Gage on the TV. <laughs> and plus, but, I thought we were going to talk about Roads to the Top because I do watch that. We are doing that. That's yeah. Bob's segment, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a meal segment. Oh, they, yeah, right. they did like an 18 minute countdown, like UFC style. Really? Yeah, countdown. it was UFC, it, and it was it. really it good. was well produced. Yeah, it's really good. Nick, Nick so, Mondo did it. So like, here's the thing with this. Go ahead, Jack. Well, no, I was just gonna say like something. Uh, like what's going on with GCW? They're really making right. What's so, going on with them? People will know this that watch the Twitch streams, especially. Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations about a third promotion. And this is not me patting myself on the back, but I think there is some, like true evidence to this now. And Jack, I remember you vividly being there for the one we had about impact where we kind of did like a diagnosis right. on what they need to do. Right. 
And I am firmly of the belief that with WWE and AEW, there is enough TV on wrestling for a lifetime. You, you just, you, you know, that audience is what it is. AEW is, sorry, GCW is selling events and it's selling yeah. matches. Yeah. And Joe, I, that was my thing, right? And they're, they're doing it, Jack. They're getting over huge. Yeah, but here's the problem, though. To be a legit third promotion, I don't think that's going to work with GCW because these matches that they promote is talent signed to other companies. They're like at a right. PWG level. But yeah, but here's no, the thing that is like PWG. Well, PWG. I, I he means like, but I mean like from the fact it. of like they can't be a, a staple third promote because these big matches nah. they promote are guys signed to other companies. But impacts, yeah, but that's the same impacts yeah. do the same thing. Like that's their just biggest where matches now, have Omega yeah. and Christian Cage. I mean, unless they, unless it's just. Name me someone in Impact more over than Nick Gage. Isn't yeah, it's not. Oh, come on now! Why would you even ask that? You know my. That's what I'm saying. But here's the thing: is like, and I'm not saying they're definitely the third promotion because there's a lot that goes into that. Because like, here's the thing: Impact has a lot of like. Globally, they have TV deals. I'm pretty sure still, and their YouTube, but like the what to learn there is from this promotion is. Rather than trying to convince people to watch two hours of television every week, instead they are selling you on matches and individuals. Yeah. And this YouTube show that you asked me to watch, that the countdown, that is literally the like setup that I, I told you about, right? the pitch. Like, produce something that promotes the match. Get people to buy the match on a Saturday night. And I think people are going to buy Moxley Engage. Now, in fairness to Jack's point, this is an extreme example because Moxley is Moxley. However, they've sold big matches without John Moxley. You know, Gage and RSP, when they did that at Mania Week, that was a big deal. Not to this degree because he's not John Moxley. But, like, I just think they're a great example of how, like, the wrestling audience is so in tune now and they're so locked into the as hardcores, whatever you want to call it. And the more that AEW shines a light on the wrestling world, you can capitalize without being on some bullshit TV network every week for two hours. You know, I, I just think it's, you know, it's gritty. It isn't this pristine TV studio. Guess what? That is the appeal. <laughs> That's yeah, the and, point. And, and GCW would be presented as the modern day ECW. Yeah. Which I think I, I'm drawing it. Like I, I, I understand GCW is not everybody's cup of tea. But I, I'm drawn into GCW. I'm a fan of them because I like the variety. They they provide like a modern day variety in the same vein that ECW did back in the day. Mm -hmm. When you watch a GCW show, you can get a little bit of everything. You're going to get a death match in the main event, but then in the middle of the show, you're going to get a Jonathan Gresham 25 minute wrestling clinic. See, that's the thing is like even in our in our fame group chat, I can't tell you the amount of times that Jack or I that you're not part. Jack or I will send a, a match poster or graphic from a GCW show, but like, holy shit, we need to watch this, right? Like, just with Suzuki, they booked him aggression and homicide. Remember, I'm watching those matches. <laughs> they booked one match for Jonathan Gresham against Suzuki, and it got more buzz than anything Gresham's done in ROH over the past. Yes, and, and you know, I like Ring of Honor, so I ain't even like I'm, we're trying to be mean about it. It's just like, yeah. because I, it's, it's, they're selling something that's a lot more accessible and a lot more, frankly, palatable. Okay, I don't so I don't have to lock into your TV in, a, in an empty studio. Instead, you're selling me on this Saturday night in front of a hot crowd, a wrestling match. I mean, you know, this is why you know, Jack, you said like they can't be the third promotion because they don't basically don't have any signed talent. They're using talent from everybody else. That's fine. They're not doing 
I mean, they are doing some long-term stories, like the, the Moxley yeah, Gage stuff is, but like they can just bring these guys over from these promotions and they are just selling essentially dream matches and dream fights. And they can still do some long-term story stuff because some of these guys just want to do it. Like Cardona wants to do it. Moxley wants to do it. They're going to have these guys the one, who are cool with doing this stuff. The one thing in GCW's favor is that if they want to launch into a different stratosphere, is that they've proven over the last, I'd, I'd say, six, seven years or so, nah, more like five, six, but they've proven that they can keep recycling talent in and out. Like you yeah. said, they can promote the big matches, but they'll always give us some up-and-comer, some new guy that's like, wow, now he's cool. I like him. And, oh, he's cool. How many people did WWE sign just because they saw gifts of GCW right. events from these right. guys? Like these indie when they went on their indie run and they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sign Zane and Anthony Green and, and all these guys. Like they just saw the song. And this this is something that I think is it kind of goes under the radar because there's a lot bigger things to discuss when it comes to AEW. There is a trickle down from the way AEW approaches these promotions. Okay. Guys, My brother I, I, is I don't mean to I don't mean to yes. interrupt you. I have to go. I have to oh, take off on you. I apologize. He's going to miss Roads to the top. What a shame. Oh, okay, Jack. I will watch Bob and love you guys. And I'll I'll, you, I'll, uh, I'll try to pop back in next week. Love Speak soon, pal. All right, see you well, guys. Bye. Um, my brother is a casual wrestling fan. Okay, He got back in to watch AEW during the pandemic. He loves AEW. I can't tell you, Jeremy, how much his AEW fandom has changed the way he views the lesser promotions. And I am certain that I'm going to convince him to watch Nick Gage versus John Moxley. <laughs> I know I am. Because when guys show up from outside AEW on AEW TV, they are treated like important part of the wrestling world. Remember Daniel Garcia? This guy just had a 60-minute time to draw. He's incredible. He's the pro- He's the top indie wrestler. And it's like, I don't... It's obviously to a point. It isn't like the whole million viewership of AEW goes, oh, sweet, I'm going to tune into you know GC Dub or watch SCI. But like... I do think it has an effect, and we had Jensen on to talk about this, right, Jeremy, on, yeah. on the direction. Like, I think it's a real thing. Um, and this is what mine's about. Wrestling Reads, great commenter, and he was the one who actually had the Jade and Leo things. So shout out to him. But he comments, I want to watch RH, but it's impossible. Fine. This is what we always joke about, right? It's on their website, guys. Their and, website. Every and I'm not blaming you. They don't even tell you. <laughs> no. Every Monday morning, it's on their website. Sometimes it might not even be Sundays, but like yeah. it's on their website for free. Yeah. You can watch that show literally for free. And you would never know. And, I, and here's the truth. The reason for that is they're owned by Sinclair. So Sinclair doesn't want them to promote it. They want them to watch on Sinclair. You know, it's like, is yes. forget it. But yeah. good Lord, it, it's, it amazes me. And I, again, that's not on wrestling. It's like a lot of people say it to me, how do I actually watch it? I, you know, we're doing a, a Ring of Honor review show soon, guys, weekly, me and, and the great Robert O'Neill. And I was telling Robert about the TV, and he's like, how do I watch the thing? And I was like, brother, you can, like, it's the most easy show to watch of all of them. <laughs> it's on yeah. Flight. It's on their website. It's, um, yeah, Flight posted. They have, like, a time slot you can watch it. It's too. 7 o'clock on, on Mondays. They do a, a yeah. watch-along on, on Flight. You know, yeah. And look, I'm not saying it's the most exciting show, but it's a combat wrestling show. And I want to make it clear. When I say this stuff about GCW and Praise, I don't mean it as a knock on Ring of Honor Impact's product. What I mean is, I think it is high time that we all kind of adjust our brains to where the industry is at, you know? And if a wrestling fan is watching on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I think Impact is really going to struggle to make them watch on Thursdays too. That isn't their choice. They're owned by, you know, they've bought a TV. I understand all of it. I get it. 
But I'm telling you, Jeremy, I saw New Japan explode with growing events. They were trying to get people to watch matches. It's a thing, and it's a way to capitalize on the hardcore wrestling fan. Is it a way to be the biggest promotion in the world? No. For GCW, though, we're going to watch it, right? Mox engage, oh. man. They're talking into the building. I'm so, I'm so excited for this match. Yeah. That countdown special. Yeah, I mean, you've you've said it, you've said it many times, Joseph. Like, you can't just do television right. anymore because everyone does television, and it's just difficult because there are already so many hours of television. Do the UFC approach. Yeah. Just build matches. Just build one big match and then get people talking about that. And however you got to do it. This Moxley thing has been, you can say it's been going back 10 years. It's really, it's really since Mania. When Moxley showed up, Mania weekend to confront Cage. Like It's been going since then. They did the Cardona stuff, which is great. That got a lot of buzz for them. Absolutely. And then they tied that in with Moxley taking the belt from Cardona and then Gage stepping to him. They have built this Gage and Moxley match. And I'm I'm not really a deathmatch guy. I, okay. I don't – if it's anybody else, I'm probably not watching it. There's something about Nick Gage that will just draw you to him. Like if you watch this countdown special, if you watch the, the dark side on him, like it's great, dude. there is something – dude, when he was talking about Foley and he's like, oh, I apologize for putting you – he's like, don't you fucking apologize. Like so, he's, so he's, good. Everything I love about professional wrestling, because if you put his skill set on a scouting report, you won't get a lot there to jump. You know, like he he's a – it feels dumb even just saying he's a good promo. Like he's just himself, right? Like he – you know, promo, whatever. But like he connects with people. Yeah. <laughs> he gets over and they lean into it and then you give him a dynamite, you know, style like Moxley who's been around the world and been a top guy. I mean, like, again, I'm using anecdotal stories here because I just think it's interesting. But I, when I went to the uh, Josh Rusey fight, one of my friends who knows I cover wrestling, he watched it years and years ago. And he kind of, know, you know, the fan that's like, oh, AEW seems cool, but doesn't watch it, that kind of yeah. deal. And he didn't say a thing about Impact Ring of Honor. And he goes to me, that Matt Cardona shit is crazy. You know, <laughs> and it's like, because social media can go a long way. And it may not be 100,060 hours watching it on, you know, on TV, but I'm telling there's something to this, and the way to explain for GCW, which we're seeing in real time, is more events across the country, like running LA and stuff like that. It's like, you can do it, man. And I, I think there is, whether you like the death match, as Jack perfectly pointed out, there is variety for sure. But even, it, like, you know, Gage is the, let's be honest, if you say GCW, you think of Gage, right? The death match. Yeah. But whether you like it or not, there's lessons to be learned from it. And, and just having an open mind and realizing, like, brother, they've, They've hit an absolute home run with this deal. Moxley, Mick Foley, Nick Gage. We're there. <laughs> this is legitimately the thing I, I've, I've been looking forward to the most all yeah. week. Like, and Dynamite had a great lineup, and, and it was, you know, we say it every week, Joseph, how can every AEW Dynamite be the best AEW Dynamite ever? Uh, like, it was a great lineup. Dude, I'm so pumped for Moxley and yeah. Gage. Just cannot wait sold you on the fight man this was all about that's that's how it is and this is what they don't do it anymore because they they thought oh weekly television is what you need from the studio this is what nwa came with right like the all this yeah, and, and 10 storm stuff that's when we really got heavy into that conversation of like yeah. i get people like the studio nostalgia i do too so i get it but like you haven't got a tv deal probably no. not the time to build your product around tv <laughs> you know but i people they're lost in tradition sometimes all right, Joseph, are you ready? No. Okay, fair. History Hello, Robert O'Neill. What's up, guys? 
Kyla Voss says, got my sorry to hear that t-shirt yesterday. Lovely quality shirt. I recommend buying it from the late night grin shop. Hashtag Grinner Circle. Wow, that was incredible. That was like I planted that in the uh, in the chat. That was interesting. <laughs> Kylo, the man, the man. Yeah, the great. Kylo Voss. <laughs> O'Neill, what are you what are you talking about today? What I'm do you think of Nick Gage, O'Neill? What's up? Nick Gage is cool. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I didn't, um, I wasn't going to watch a Dark Side of the Ring because I'm like, you know, I don't know anything about this guy. And then I actually watched it and I learned something and I'm like, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. Bob, how many pay-per-views do you think we could sell if we did Nick Gage versus Bob O'Neill at the distraction <laughs> wrestling event in WrestleMania weekend? That's a big show, man. It would be a big show. Like, imagine Bob's promos. Imagine him coming out with a hat. Oh, shit, man. That's incredible. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Bob, you ready to review Rogue's to the Top? I am. Um, I believe we are uh, not having Road to the Top next week, so I don't know what I'll be talking about. I think uh, talk about uh-huh. the Blackhawks on TNT. That'll be good. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, they're facing the Avs next yeah, week. Yeah, they are. So we might have to bring Penalty Box back. Dude, oh. we, need a, we need a full concept show for next week because we ain't going to have Dynamite. Oh, true. We're, we're, oh, we need man. to have, like, Bob needs to come up with a whole concept for the show. <laughs> Should we just do another draft? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, just going to hate draft. There you no, go. Let's do it again. <laughs> Uh, before before you begin, uh, O'Neill, uh, I see Ricardo's kid is sick, uh, and so he's at the oh. hospital. Best wishes to, to you and the kid. Ricardo. Yeah, man. It's yeah, Ricardo Idolo, the distraction. Uh, best name in the chat consistently. Yes. We hope he's best. 100%. All right. Are you ready, O'Neill? Yeah, we'll see how long this goes. I don't have as much as last week, so should be interesting. Okay. History bottle. All right, so yeah, we had uh, two episodes last night because they are off next week. I don't know if they're on Saturday. I haven't looked. I probably should, but yeah. Uh, so the first episode, you know, Double or Nothing is approaching. Cody and Brandy are both excited about it. Uh, it's the last event Brandy's going to be at before the baby comes, and, you know, fans are back. Uh, Brandy doesn't really seem to care for QT Marshall being on the bus that they're taking to Jacksonville because she needs her own space on the bus, and, uh, you know, we'll come back to that later. Cody goes to the Nightmare Factory, does some training with people. QT Marshall makes a very gross analogy about wrestling being like climaxing uh cody says you think you're going slow while you're wrestling you're not going slow enough i'm not sure i agree with that but you know uh ricky starks there assisting with the training even though his neck's broken because he's a great person um cody goes to hang out with his sister without brandy because they don't like each other which is something that they bring up on every show which i probably wouldn't do but you know uh they talk about the baby a little bit which kind of a nice moment there um get into a little bit about how Dusty was on the road a lot and that impacted Dustin and Cody doesn't want to be like that. I thought that was nice too. Um, So Ricky Starks and Preston Vance and QT Marshall come over to uh, kind of assemble the baby stuff and they can't figure out the car seat. Uh, Then we go back and the Nightmare Express comes and picks up Cody and Brandy and Cody said he was going to have a bed in there for Brandy and it's not there. So they got some tension between them, but uh, eventually they resolve that and we get to Friday Night Dynamite uh, Cody and Brandy are hanging out in their dressing room, and Eric Bischoff comes in and uh, tells Cody that Dusty would be proud of him. Cody goes over the weigh-in segment with everyone that's in the segment, and uh, then we get to the actual weigh-in, and it is a disaster. Uh, the scale either doesn't work or Paul White doesn't know how to work a scale. Uh, Cody's <laughs> kind of whispering his actual weight to him, and Paul White just can't improvise, which not great. Um, and then they don't get it on camera when Aaron Solo kicks over the scale, so the whole segment, real disaster. Um that's kind of the end of the first episode. Then we move right into the next one, which is about double or nothing. Um, Cody's blaming himself for the weigh-in segment being bad, and Brandy says it's not his fault. Then he hangs out with Eric Bischoff again, and uh, Bischoff tells Cody not to be so hard on himself. Sometimes things don't work out, and that kind of makes it feel more real. 
Uh, Eric tells Cody that, you know, it's all new to him, just like the baby will be, but just look at his opportunity. Dusty never had these sort of big opportunities. Focus on what you got here. Everything else will work out. So I thought that was really good wisdom from Eric Bischoff. Uh, Brandy's leaving, so everyone's throwing her a party. Uh, Luther shows up to get some cake. I had to include that for you, too. Uh, Brandy's concerned about leaving because when you leave, your spot's not always there when you get back. She doesn't want to take her full four months off. Um, Double or nothing has arrived, and Cody's in pain, which isn't ideal because he's got to get through the match. Um, a really nice moment with Brandy and Dustin as Brandy's about to leave the road and Dustin says that he's happy and proud of her and the only one in the family that likes her. And then, uh, after Cody's match, he's just physically and mentally worn out. Brandy doesn't know how much longer Cody can keep doing this to himself. Is that? Yep. Physically and mentally worn out. <laughs> Good job, O'Neal. See how quickly he got through that second episode? He was at like two minutes after the first episode. We need to stop. I feel bad making him do that shit, man. <laughs> Bob, you don't have to do that anymore, Bob. No, I mean, it's um, it's really like not a bad show. The second episode wasn't very good, but like there are some moments that are actually good in it. Like the family stuff is good. Um, You know, some of the, the Cody and Bischoff stuff was very good. I like that a lot, but... So I actually, when I did that reaction, I wasn't reacting to Bob. I was actually, and I don't know if we want to talk about this, but I think it's interesting. I was reacting to the brand new Tessa Blanchard shirt. Oh, no. Have you seen Wait, this? There's a shirt? Yeah. No, I've not seen this. Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah. put it in the chat for outside, but I looked for it. It was... They're really yeah. getting behind the fact that she's, uh, you know, nuclear, which Wait, I would probably on. not publish as they are. Where's this, where's this shirt at? Where can I see it? If you go to Sean's Twitter, he's quite tweeted, I think. Oh, wait, I see. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, no. So I'm going to be – listen, I'm, this is very difficult because I'm not uh, – this is not AJ Lee's fault by any means, but I'm going to just say that I'm like somewhat upset and disappointed that it's a thing <laughs> because I think professional wrestlers are generally pretty like questionable people, but – AJ Lee actually got out of professional wrestling with some sense of dignity and like grace, and you know she got out clean. And you know, it's not. I'm not blaming her. It's God forbid. Like it's not her fault. But like, yeah. I really would prefer she not come back to this project that's centered around her. But mm. that's where we're at, right? Wrestling. I, I don't know. It's this. It's a choice, right, Bob? Any faults? Yeah, I mean, if she wanted to get back into wrestling and, you know, maybe this is the role for her, she doesn't want to do, like, necessarily yeah. too much on-screen stuff, I get it, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because even if it's not, like, necessarily, you know, they're not working together or whatever, it's still going to be tied together, and, yeah, I mean. Exactly. She's the she's the centerpiece of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame. I, and, again, that's not me, like, look, it is what it is. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. It's just... As, a, as like just a fan of professional wrestling, it kind of bummed me out that one of the people that actually managed to, you know, kind of get out of that load of filth on her name, it's just a shame. But yeah, whatever. Um, so next week's show, I believe Jack in the chat said that we should do a full full gear prediction. Okay. Your faults. Yeah. That's something we could do, right? Yeah. We'd have to prepare for that though, Jeremy. Mm, do we? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> uh, for those that for those that care about this kind of stuff, AEW did uh, one million point oh five three and point three seven in in the demo. Mm. I don't know what these numbers mean anymore, but they're consistently over a million at this point. 
Yeah, hard. At this point, it's hard to really, you know, yeah. like it's just like they do good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're up against the uh, the wild card game. Do you want to talk about baseball? Um, yeah, I mean, I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the game last night was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm excited. There's one starting. Who's, and, your, uh, who's your World Series pick? I think I'm going to go with whoever wins between the Dodgers and Giants. Well, you can't, <laughs> you can't just do that. Like I'm going to go with the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to get it on record there. It's on record. Joseph, can I add you back? I think we're done talking about baseball. Okay. I just. Uh, Did you see my just, tweet to Robert O'Neill while he was doing the corner free? Oh, God. No. Okay. Sent him a video message. Um, no, I just I wanted to let you guys enjoy baseball. You know, it's not, it's not my, not my expert. I don't. I just wanted to get O'Neill's prediction on record. To, to quote the great confirmed shoot in the chat there 162 games. Who could possibly care? It's an all time <laughs> Twitter. Um, Factual. Yeah. Speaking of confirmed shoot. Um, after this show, we're doing the post show, right, Jeremy Lambert? Yes, Twitch. Perhaps our last ever post show on Twitch. Perhaps. I mean, we we made a soft announcement. There, there's more people here. More more people will listen to this than will be uh, yeah. on Twitch. I'd imagine we're getting our own YouTube channel, guys. Everybody, please. please we fucking won. Yeah, we're getting we're getting our own YouTube channel. There's already eleven thousand subscribers to this YouTube channel, Joseph. We're over. Fucking over on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, tremendous. So a lot of the content will be moving that that we do on Twitch will be moving onto the YouTube, and then we'll still be doing content on Twitch, and we'll be probably doing more content on YouTube. Uh, basically, you're you're just you're just getting more content. Shoot, if he if he's available, he's more than welcome to to come in here. He has the link. Uh, I see him. I know he's in the chat, but I'm saying people like a shoot run it. He can legitimately pop on the, right. the show if he wants to. Uh, so yeah, we will. Uh, once all that gets gets going, I'll, I'll let everybody know what what the deal is there. But that we will be switching over our content um, in the coming weeks, hopefully. And yeah, Taxel says we won. We fucking did, everybody. We, we did. did. Um, so for for tonight, we'll be on the Twitch. Um, yes. After the Twitch, uh, you can head to latenightgrin.com um, and sign up for a dollar and watch Buddy Matthews' first full indie match on YouTube with Confirmed Shoot and I. Wow. In a show that we are calling the Bud Matt Power Hour, I believe is what, um, <laughs> believe is what Shoot just pointed in his text to me. So we've got another, like, you know, 15 hours ahead tonight if you want to join us for that. Um, yeah, good times, brothers. We're doing good. We're doing good. It's we good are. stuff. Uh, we will be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Gaming here shortly. O'Neill, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, you just follow me on Twitter, uh, at RobertO'Neill31. No, I'll do that. I can't believe Jack Crosby wasted his his plug off of his, his viral tweet to say follow Robert O'Neill. I can't believe he left five minutes before I got here. Yeah, he didn't He didn't actually want to talk yeah. to you. He just texts me, fuck Robert O'Neill. So yeah. I thought he's, he's he put in our, our group chat that Robert O'Neill's not a part of, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the channel. The channel is the the Fightful MMA channel. It's it's getting rebranded because no one uses the Fightful MMA channel. And Joseph and I, if nothing else, we're content whores, and we'll do a lot of this. Yes. We produce hours and hours of shit for a very yeah. low fee. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you, Joseph. Anything you want to plug? At Joe Holbert on Twitter, latenightgrin.com, latenightgrinshop.com to buy your new Sorry to Hear That shirt, as well as possibly a Fed Dead shirt that Bob made us make. 
Um, you could be the first person to buy a Fed dead shirt. Um, we we believe it will not be misconstrued as a political message if you wear it in public, but it might be. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, things you know, things are up. Just just stick with us, folks. It's going to be an exciting few months ahead, few years ahead. Jeremy, let's get ahead of ourselves. You know, many, we're headed many, years. many, many years. Feels like we, we. I feel like we've won already, but by twenty forty, we'll have run the score. Sometimes you oh. got to run up the score, Joseph. You oh. know? Well, that's that's what we do best, bro. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. Confirm shoot. Anything to plug? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard you were wrapping up the show, I was like, okay, I'm getting on because that's just funny. Hi guys. Hi. Bud Matt Power Hour tonight. You ready, pal? Bud Matt Power Hour. We've been talking about it for a while. I have no equipment right now, so hopefully you guys can hear me. Um, you sound good, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, yeah fun. We're going to try to do a show under an hour for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. We'll fail miserably, but yeah, we're going to try. I'm shooting for two and a half hours tonight. Lots <laughs> <laughs> to finish. Last, for those of you who don't know, last night on Patreon, we went live after Dynamite because people were like, they wanted us to. They wanted to share the hangman grin, right? So we go live impromptu. And Mrs. Shoe even joined us. Bob was a coward, didn't do it. We get off the air and we're like, okay, let's just have a quick talk here off the air and shoot. And, I, and I'm this is not even hyperbole. Just for two and a half hours, then just talked about professional wrestling off the air. Yeah. Just an old timer, but as you know, yeah, so this is this is how all of our post shows started because we would do the show yeah. and then we would talk for two and a half hours after our show. And like, hey, we should just like put this content elsewhere. Shoot so, fits right in, and he's a paywall exclusive, folks. There you go, late night Check yeah. us out, even though I'm on this show right now, so that's not true. But <laughs> yeah, well, there, you know, I'm uh, guys, we'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Appreciate y'all. Uh, everyone check out Grapsod. Uh, Saturday, noon Eastern. Will, Reg, Phil, check them out. They did a great debut episode, and they will continue to to kill it because they have Will's kid coming in there for, for a run-in. So check them out. We'll talk to y'all later on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.